Hello, my name is Jason Reichel, and you're listening to Risk Management Brick by Brick. I'm fascinated with people who are helping build and maintain the physical world around us. On each episode of this podcast, we'll dive in with a risk manager, speak to them about how technology plays a role in this process. Hello, I'm Jason Reichel, and you're listening to Brick by Brick. We're going back to ITC one final time for a Jeffrey Goldsmith's interview. He's a VP of marketing at Comp Science, which is the first and award-winning AI-powered workers' compensation insurance and safety technology company. That's a mouthful, but what they're doing is super interesting. Their work involves harnessing the power of predictive data to prevent accidents. Very interesting to any risk managers looking for tools or are working with different insurance companies that really do take a technology-first approach. Let's get to the interview. So welcome to Brick by Brick. We're at the last interview at ITC. It's the last day. Why are you here? What was the goal for you at ITC and did you accomplish it? Because we can talk in past tense, the last hurrah before earth, wind, and fire. We accomplished it. ComScience was voted the number one insure tech startup by Sonar at ITC. That happened on the first day. And our CEO did a great job on stage, did a 15-minute interview and really nailed it. That's just our company's goal is to raise awareness of us. The overarching goal is to raise awareness of what AI can do for the insurance space, and in particular, workers' comp and risk. And I think we've done a good job of that. So since you're relatively new on the insure tech scene, what's the product and who benefits from it? The product is a software platform. It's called the Intelligent Safety Platform. And it essentially allows companies to upload video from their existing security cameras. We analyze that video with computer vision and then apply data science techniques and give you a risk report and a dashboard so you can dive into the video incidents. And we identify way more risk than you think is there. And we package that for free in workers' comp policies. And that's for the middle market. For companies, Fortune 500 companies that are clients of ours, we sell the software directly. So that's very cutting edge, right? Really interesting. Why now in insurance do you think people are cluing in on this as being something valuable? Yes, because insurance brokers see themselves as risk consultants, but they can't really do a lot of that because all they know is what the people with the clipboards tell them. People walk around, they spend a half a day, they see some risk and they report it. Their insurance broker says, well, we have to work on these things and we can get your rate down a little bit. What we do is we take a week's worth of video and we see everything. And so that helps brokers be more risk consultative, which is what they want to do. They don't want it. And so we can actually reduce- They are already, but they are at surface level. And now you're giving them all of this information that allows them to have confidence in their assessment and tailor that to the situation. Yes. So what businesses can take advantage of this? because I'm just interested. You guys are fresh. It's very cutting edge. So what kind of businesses are you selling this to today? Warehouses, manufacturers, logistics companies. We have some car dealerships. So they might have a security camera on the plant and you're analyzing that information. Yep. We have a couple of steel fabricators, you know, large-scale steel. There's a food oils manufacturer. What do you say for risk managers listening to this that the problem with security cameras is it's once the event happens, you go back and look and you're not actually utilizing this 
data source consistently on an ongoing basis? Well, it's actually not the incidence. So think of a pyramid, right? The incidence of the top of that pyramid. Yeah, that's the iceberg. Right. There's all of this risk that's happening. We did a webinar with 580 attendees like two, three weeks ago with a client called Propac. And my takeaway from that was the thing that was eye-opening for her was the frequency of risk that she didn't understand. And I think that's true of everyone. Let's go to biggest challenges faced by the insurance industry adopting this kind of technology. Education. I read a, um, a Harvard Business Review article about reskilling around AI. Everyone needs to be reskilled. So safety managers need to be reskilled as data analysts with AI tools. And then they can go to the operations of VP and say, look what I discovered. And VP of operations says, this makes perfect sense. So let's make these changes and we'll lower the risk. So risk managers are getting a seat at the table much more than they used to. And it's because the operation of a business is becoming much more critical to its success than in the past. This is something that's happened in tech. We've seen this in tech. Now we're seeing it in insurance, down to individual mom and pop construction company or that the risk manager has a seat at the table. The problem with all these technologies is the reskilling. One of the things that we had a guest on earlier, but is an interesting AI framework is often people are using AI not to go, it's about ROI savings. It's not about what are the opportunities that this technology actually opens up for us that were not there before, because there is no world where a risk manager would have the ability to sit and watch a security camera. They probably could identify risks that are happening in real time. They have the talent to do that, but they don't have the time to do that. But they can't look at 16 cameras at the same time over the course of a week and really catch everything. So we're talking about the advantages. A lot of risk managers, we have customers at TrustLayer who have adopted very sophisticated anti-AI policies. So you have some that are going embracing, some that are like, we don't know yet, let's hold back. How are you working with the insurance industry and with your customers to have them have a understanding of how this technology could be useful for them and not harmful? Because on the surface, the use case is, Great. The bad thing is, how do you train your employees that there's an AI model watching them all the time and other things like that? The surveillance, the big brother issue looms large. We don't have any facial recognition software built into our what we do. We just identify, for example, someone bending over all day, ergonomic issues. So we're just looking for frequency of that. And then we create time-based heat maps so we can see where and when people are doing these kind of things, not the individuals. So that's how you solve the individual crisis around AI. How do you solve the fact that 10 years ago, I was on stage at a Salesforce event and where I'm selling everyone on big data and, and I'm like, well, it's not about big data, it's about personalization. You know, my background's in advertising. The reason advertising works and B2C is often ahead of B2B is because they understand that personalization and segmentation is key. How do you bridge that gap where an industry is based on large data sets telling them you're in this segment? How do we bring personalization and tooling to them and have them accept it? Because what we don't know about AI and, and software is used, what questions aren't we asking? We know if someone's operating that machine and they're bending over, as an example you gave, that that's risk. But how do we not know the risk doesn't start when the foreman walks onto the floor and has a speech and everyone stops paying attention to what they're doing for 15 minutes? How are you guys helping explore unique patterns that aren't already recognized? As long as we have video of the moment you describe of the foreman walking onto the floor and talking to everyone, and if that creates issues, we'll catch it. 
we'll catch forklifts, you know, we'll catch near misses with forklifts or pin by hazards or people driving with their blades up or line of sight issues where they can't see because they'll, they'll be looking around and the computer vision model will catch that. And so it's all there on the videotape. No one's analyzing it. And that's the secret sauce. So what's something that you envision the future of InsureTech? You know, one of the questions that we always ask is, we're, everyone's talking about AI. AI is a loaded thing. What you're actually, what you're talking about is pattern recognition using deep model. It's not generative AI where most people are talking about generative AI as a productivity tool. We're using AI kind of very verbosely in this environment. You're talking about taking large data sets and compiling them and letting computers compile them in a way that computers are good at doing. What is like your ideal future for InsureTech and for this kind of technology? Well, I think we won't think of it all as AI in the future. It's, they're just going to be analytics tools that we use every day. At this conference, I met one company that was using AI to summarize 900-page documents and another company using AI to understand the risk profile of small business owners and another company to optimize pricing. These are very different types of AI. One is, you know, robotic process automation. Another is financial analysis. So eventually it's just going to become tools that we use every day. Yes. Like Google Maps, like in the beginning, remarkable. Now everyone uses it. If I was a risk manager listening to this and I was in my 60s and I'm going, do I need to pay attention to AI. We coined a term on this podcast called the modern risk manager, which is people who are looking at innovation. And it doesn't matter. It's not an age thing, right? It's a craft thing. And if I'm 60, do I need to be paying attention to the AI in this? And how can I better educate myself? Well, it's very easy for you to consume it. If you send us a submission, a policy submission, we can bind that policy and do this process for your client very easily. And then you'll experience the reduction in risk, the reduction in industries, and also the reduction in premium because we lower risk. It's not a heavy lift for you. It's just an unusual... Well, I'm going to be controversial because TrustLayer has been doing COI tracking and the whole value of it is the COI is a form and that form can be faked. And so until carriers have data where it's going like this policy is in effect and you do a badge when you come onto a site, fraud is always going to be an example. And the, and the worst thing is it's not someone's lying, it's accidental fraud because insurance is complex. And the insurance industry has all these layers and that's where the complexity comes into it. Well, we do ask for loss runs, like what are your injuries over the past few years? And we can validate those, right? And we also partnered with Swiss Re, so we use their data to benchmark loss runs. So we sort of understand where people are at now, and that gives us a clue as to how much we can help them. So that's the cost analysis that you yeah. do with them. It's very easy to consume for risk managers. So. One of the things that you mentioned was these technologies being able to actually reduce premiums for people. Now, in TrustLayer's journey and a lot of insure techs, getting the underwriters to pay attention to technology trends and to data and then actually reduce insurance. Because you figure if you have all this data, then insurance can become more niched. And so right now as a risk manager, most of our risk managers might have three programs. They have low risk, medium risk, high risk. And if you're a plumber coming onto a site, because you're dealing with water, you're going to be a medium risk, even if you're just fixing a water fountain which is not going, you're not taking apart anything out of the wall. You're not doing any of that. So then to say they shouldn't need this insurance, that you're requiring. Everyone's overinsured, which is a problem that no one talks about in the insurance industry, but something I'm very aware of. People are overinsured. 
How do you use technology then to influence the industry? We provide our clients with a report that shows all their risk and recommendations on changes that they need to make to the workplace to reduce risk. And because we're writing the insurance policies, we can lower their premiums based on the changes they make in the workplace. And we measure the difference between the first time we analyze their video and the second, and we see these risks go down. So it's like when you attach a device to your car and like you're a safe driver, I'm actually gonna lower your premiums. Correct. Exactly, it's a good analogy. And we do the same thing with the workplace. And what allows you to do that? We mentioned it off camera, but I think it's important to, why can you guys do that? Because because we, act, we actually write the insurance because we're an MGA backed by Nationwide and in turn backed by Swiss Re. So do you think that these niche MGAs, these niche policy binders, mm -hmm. Do you feel like they're going to lead the way for nationwides to test this successfully in a more reduced risk function? Yes, that's exactly what's happening now is that we're creating a new reality because we're a small, nimble organization with tech leaders that are you know, creating this trend. And as we prove it out, then the industry at large will adopt these tools. I really like the point that you made that we should really stop talking about the mechanism. Nobody talks about relational databases anymore because yeah. everything's a relational database. I was a DBA at Rackspace very early on in my career, and I actually worked on the first project with Salesforce. We call it the redundant server cluster. They renamed it cloud, which thank God they did. But now no one even thinks about that as being the emergent technology. How do you think insurtechs have to walk the fine line? Because VCs and other people who invest wanna hear the word AI, but as a marketer, it benefits us to not call out this AI aspect constantly because it's just a function and a tool. How are you walking that fine line? We focus on benefits, lowering premiums, lowering injury rates, increasing productivity, increasing retention. So we focus on the benefits and then people wanna listen because they want those things. Someone coming into the field, were you always in insurance and you were not, right? No. How did you get here? I got here because I worked at a computer vision company called Chooch for three years, and I knew Josh Butler, the CEO of CompScience. And when I quit and was on sabbatical, he said, are you really on sabbatical or are you consulting? And so I started consulting with them, and it's a brilliant product. Josh is a really good product guy. And I just thought that this made sense. It's a win-win for everyone. You save money, you reduce injuries. So what in what other area can you actually help people and it costs nothing? piece of advice that you would give to someone who maybe is in your position and like, why come work in insurance? What's interesting about that? A young person getting out of college, what's an advice, piece of advice you would give? Think about financial incentives for people to do the right thing, for businesses to go in the right direction, for people to go in the right direction, for people to do the correct thing. It's possible to incentivize folks to live better and be safer. And so that's kind of what, how I'm looking at this stuff at this point in my life. If you can align the incentives, people are altruistic. Yeah. It's when the incentives and our goals become misaligned. Yeah, when people are afraid, when people feel scarcity, they don't help each other. But when they feel there's hope, then they do. Amazing, thank you so much for your time. Sure, man. Risk Management Brick by Brick is brought to you by TrustLayer. Find out how TrustLayer manages risk so that the people can build the physical world around us. Head over to TrustLayer.io. And then make sure to subscribe to Risk Management Brick by Brick on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. On behalf of the TrustLayer team, thank you for listening.